0: Hey, it's Nikki Montgomery with special guest Dave Calloway. This is the Getting Real Podcast, and today we're talking with Fomka Jansen, and we had quite the discussion on how to pronounce your last name. Does that happen to you very often?
1: Well, no, it's actually my first name that's always been messed up. I'm not sure why today is the day where my last name is being messed up, but normally <laughs> no, it's not an issue at all.
0: Yeah, it was very confused. <laughs> wait a minute, when I was told how to pronounce your last name, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it was Jansen. I've seen a lot of interviews with her. I've watched her in a lot of films. I'm pretty sure it's Jansen. So, at least I know I was right.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's I mean, it's originally from Jansen, because that's, you know, I'm Dutch, and we Pronounce the J that way, but yeah, um, Jamson is how Americans call me. Well,
0: excellent. excellent. Well, we're super excited to talk to you today. You're starring as Duchess in Redeeming Love, which is going yes. to be in theaters starting tomorrow. And this looks like a really a difficult role. Like, how did you get in the mindset of playing this character?
1: Well, yeah, the Duchess is, uh, is she owns a brothel, um, and it's set in 1850 during the gold rush in California, and so it's a really tough time um, in the world, and I think most people can identify that, since we're living through difficult times right now in um, everywhere in the world as well. And so the Duchess is really a survivor. It's somebody who, um, you know, at, at, for a woman in 1850 to run her own business, of course, is really unusual. And... Um, so she's a, she's tough and hard and um, lumps his brothel and, and um, the character of Angel is, is one of the young women who work there, um, but really ultimately it's a story of love and survival and, and redemption and you know uh, love conquering all which just, I think in a in a world like today like I said is something we can all aspire to and um, you know hope is a good thing to have. Uh, so and because we filmed it in South Africa, um, even though it's set in you know like I said Gold Rush California, but we the, it's such an incredibly beautiful place and they built a town there that you know resembled a town in 1850 and we wore in these incredibly beautiful uh, costumes from that time. so I was given so much uh, compared to you know when you do films like the X-Men that I've done and these other types of films where, you work against the green screen, and you have to imagine everything. I was in the world. Everything was there. You know, kind so of cool. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool.
0: Well, I that changed the game for you, didn't it? Uh, you know, by having uh, the ability to do that, uh, filming on location, and you know, beautiful area. You don't yeah. have to worry about green screen kind of stuff. Isn't it? I mean, didn't that change the game for you?
1: And yeah, so much so. It's... Uh, you know, as an actor, when you, when you learn acting, you, you never imagine how much you actually have to imagine in most, uh, you know, during most films or, or television shows or whatever it is, because a lot of it is not there. Um, and that's not just simply true with X-Men films, a lot of the time. So in this case, to be given so much, it really helps. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Now, you've played heroes. you've played villains. What is your favorite type of role?
1: I don't think I have one. Um, I, I mean, I think that comes there's a freedom that comes with playing a villainous in that there's really, you know, you don't have to please anybody. there's no uh, constrictions. you can do whatever you want. So that's always kind of freeing and, and uh, liberating. Um, but it's been such an interesting, uh, if I look back at my career of all the, you know, I've been in forty plus films, maybe more—I don't even remember. Um, so it's just been such an interesting journey of playing all these different characters and different types of projects, from you know, films to, to studio films to independent films to television to streaming to everything. So. I'm just mostly really grateful for the experiences. I always wonder in Hollywood <laughs> how they
0: end up looking you up, Vomka. You know, is uh, for a role, they'll know what the character is, but they need the actress. You know, and if they ever go, all right, let's see, we need a badass. All right, is Vomka available? And then they give you a call. <laughs> Does that ever happen? <laughs> I'm not sure how they go about it.
1: Um <laughs> But yeah, the one thing I've tried really hard is to, is to go against type for you know for for the decades that I've been acting. Um, but ultimately, it's the bigger ones where people you know they go like, oh well she's I know was from the X Men or I know was from the Bomb Movie or I know was from Taken Franchise or whatever. And um, so everybody always tries to put you back in a box, and then I try to get out of it again by doing something else. But. Like I said, mostly incredibly grateful for the opportunities. And just last year alone, if I think about how many projects I did and how many different places um, during these difficult times, it's just unbelievable that I got to do that.
0: I am a huge fan and huge supporter of independent films. And I know you've worked on some and, and you've you've written and directed some. So what do you think is the best part about doing an independent film versus a big studio film?
1: Yeah, the independents really, um, that's where a lot of, and the majority of the films that don't actually at this point are, are independent, but most people don't get to see them. But they are a labor of love, and what film is best at in general is that it's a collaborative art form, and there really is no other art form in the world that it's, it has that many people involved. Um, and so when you do it on a smaller scale, on the independent scale, you really get to see that so much more there's no studio involvement it's everybody is there and they're putting their best foot forward i'm not saying that that doesn't happen on the studio level but you experience it differently on the on the smaller independent film so yeah I, i wrote and directed one called bringing up bobby um and i'm developing a few right now different projects um and i have more coming out uh, in you know, in the independent realm, and uh, so yeah, I really, really enjoy doing
0: them. Yeah, and I really enjoy watching them, and I I really enjoy passing on that information to people because I feel like they don't get enough recognition. You get some really, really incredible work in independent films, and you do kind of in the films themselves. You can almost see the different kind of passion that goes into it. Because it's not about spending the big money. It's really about the art that goes into the project.
1: And everybody working so hard to make that work. It, it, It really is a beautiful experience to see that. Yeah. Very, very happy that I I get to do what i very grateful that I get to do what I do.
0: (laughs) Well, and you have done so many different things. Obviously, we've talked about the feature films that you've done, but you've done a lot of TV work, too. So what was your favorite role to play on TV?
1: Um, Well, Nick Tuck certainly stands out as, you know, a character that was uh, very diabolical. Mm -hmm. Very interesting and sort of ahead of her time. And um so, so that's been a good experience, and um, working with Viola Davis on uh, um, how to get away with murder is just. She's such an incredibly gifted actress, and, and um, everybody on the show is so talented and wonderful to work with. So that's yeah, so it's been it's been really interesting and, and fun, and you know just working in all these different medias and doing streaming and versus television, versus film, versus, you know, studio and independence and all of that. So it's nice that we get to, that there's no more, no more stigmas involved. That in the earlier days, I guess there was a real stigma between, you know, mostly television actors versus film actors, and all of that's now gone.
0: That's really cool, because then you, you really get to do a broad range of, of things. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. less likely to be typecast as some people, you know, claim to be.
1: Yeah, I've tried so hard against typecasting my entire career. Of course, you know, ultimately um, people do try to, you know, cast you in the way they see you. And the way you look is, you know, 99% of casting most of the time. And I happen to look probably, even though I really am not, um, but because I'm tall and I'm I have dark hair and, you know, I'm a foreigner. <laughs> so I think ultimately people are like, oh, here, there's a, an alien or, a, or, you know, a superhero or, or a villain or something like that. But then in all the independent films, I get to play really different kinds of characters. So it's it's been a really fun journey.
0: Well, Fomka, you came up with the quote of the day today. I don't know if you knew that, but, uh, you know, people try and put you in a box all the time. And the, the, the good thing is trying to get out of that box all the time with roles. I'll mm-hmm. never forget that. That's a great thing.
1: Mm-hmm. In general, I mean, I, I really feel in life that it seems to be for most people, whether that's whether you're in my field or another, but everybody's trying to box each other in and just you know let's just, let's just be open-minded and, and just see people for who they are, and they're mostly much more complex and, and interesting than what you just see at first glance.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Famke Jansen, starring in Redeeming Love, which opens in theaters nationwide tomorrow.
1: Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.